0: Welcome back to another episode of Dynasty After Dark. I'm your host, Calvin Timms. You can find me over on Twitter at TDC underscore Calvin. And I'm happy to have my co-host back for this week's episode, Dale. Dynasty Dale, you can find him over on Twitter at Dynasty Dale. Dale, how's it going? You're back this week.
1: Yes, I, I'm glad to be back. I was not feeling so hot last week, and I am I I'm just glad to be back in the saddle. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was uh last week was rough. I if anyone listened to the whole episode, do it a solo, I haven't done a solo pod in a while, and by the end my voice was like hot fire. So the freaking allergies suck. So uh, no, it's good to have you back. So uh, today, so last week we did recap um, the starts of the week and week number three in the ERI Dynasty League, and we also I talked about when it's time to panic and what the best steps are for you after four weeks three weeks into the season so if you haven't checked it out please go check it out on youtube on spotify apple wherever you listen to the podcast while you're there if you don't mind just giving the podcast a thumbs up a like comment anything you can to help the podcast just get out to more people anything with the algorithm just helps out and I appreciate you guys for doing that. So today we are going to give, we're going to recap our start sits of last week. And we're going to give you the guys we like for this upcoming week. And then we're going to talk about an overachiever and an underachiever for fantasy so far in the season and why we're kind of either in or out on them, um, respectively. And then we're going to finish it up with the week four recap of the ERI Dynasty League, which is just pain and suffering for me every single week to relive my matchup so it's it's great torture for me but with that said let's get into it all right dale last week who were your starts of the week and how'd you do
1: well so i had jamal williams which that was a automatic home run with swift being now and they were playing a very very weak seattle defense i i i was all over that matchup and i loved it <laughs> Then I had uh I had Chris Olave um against the Vikings, which I'm glad he scored a touchdown. That, <laughs> that really saved his uh Yes it did. It, it it saved the day there. Like he was still playing well but not but not but not up to our fifteen point standard that we're setting.
0: That's but true. Then,
1: then I had Khalil Herbert, which I was like, he played well, but I don't know what's going on with the Bears offense. They just utterly suck, and it's tearing my heart out to watch Justin Fields run for his life every week. Oh, so yeah, so it's bad. It is horrifically bad, yeah. and I don't understand how the Bears can even run behind that offensive line. So, you know. So, so I'm just hoping for better days for the for the for the Bears. So like I went two and three laps.
0: Yeah, not a bad week for you. And uh, yeah, the Bears, they're just depressing at this point, man. Like, uh, the funny thing is, I actually heard Dan Orlovsky. I'm not the biggest Dan Orlovsky fan, He's, he seems like kind of a, a tool, but. Um, He did have an interesting rant. You know, sometimes he has some good points and sometimes most of the times not. But he was talking about the Bears wide receiving core. And this is why I'm absolutely convinced they're going to take Jackson Smith and Jigba with like the number two overall pick next year. It's just going to be just get that guy here as fast as possible. But they were talking about he was talking about Darnell Mooney is a great number three wide receiver for a team. And he's the team's number one. Equinemius is like a number five. And Valus Jones, he didn't even talk yeah, about yeah. so it's just it's not a good receiving core. And I know people like Darnell Mooney, but yeah, they call it Cole Komet a left tackle, so <laughs> there's that. Um, Which is
1: basically what he's been doing right now. I he's know blocking and he's not able to catch anything. So Yeah, I mean, and that's what he's doing.
0: It's been wild. I, everyone kind of expected the Bears to be bad this year. The fact that they're two and two is hilarious, but it's just yes. the the rough thing is you just got to get through this year. If if Justin Fields can survive this year, better days are 100% ahead. They have the most cap by like double of every team next year already without making any moves for next year. They're going to be loaded in free agency. They're probably going to have a couple high picks in the draft. Yeah, and they got the extra picks from the MAC trade. So better days are definitely coming for this team. So don't give up too much hope, but right now it's just rough. So.
1: No, yeah, no, and and to kind of go off of that, it's 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 the only thing I'm worried about is that is that for last year, they pick like a special teamer in the second round, who's 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 twenty five. Yeah, and, you know, I'm 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 just a little worried about their 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 path.
0: Yeah, we'll see how they go, but for my starts of the week this week, I actually went one and two, which gives you the advantage yet again. um, I called out. Ramondre Stevenson, who did finish as a top 24 running back last week. He did have a decent week. All the measurables were there yet again uh, last week, but unfortunately Damian Harris got the touchdown. But Ramondre, 14 carries, 66 yards, four or five through the air. Um, That was with Bailey Zappi. Brian Hoyer going out real early in that game was really weird. I never even actually heard what happened to him, but. You know, there's still Mason Mac Jones. Uh, this offense is kind of rough, but I think that Ramondre is definitely going to be used more as the weeks go on. And, and if he would have had that touchdown over Damian Harris, things would have been much better for him. So,
1: And, 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 and your point on Hoyer, uh, I think he went out with a concussion.
0: Oh, really? He had That's a concussion?
1: Yeah, 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 is what I saw.
0: Wow, They're, man, they are flagging everybody for concussions this week. They are trying to hundred uh, percent be real safe with that. Um, so my second start of the week, to, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. Tua, was that was rough, man. That was tough to watch. Yeah. Uh, my second start of the week last week was actually Rashad Bateman, and he talked about another guy who got banged up. He had six targets in the first half. Um, supposedly, I didn't know this because it didn't get reported anywhere, but <coughs> but he had a uh, he got banged up at halftime and really didn't play much in the second half, which I had no idea because nobody reported on it at all. So, <coughs> ah, excuse me. Excuse me, drank some water, wrong pipe. But uh, yeah, Rashad Bateman was a miss for me. And then I also had Antonio Gibson finished with nine points. That, ball, that Dallas defense is just nothing to joke about right now contained Antonio Gibson and really contained this whole offense. I think Carson Wentz was pressured on 40% of his snaps last week. It was absolutely insane. They got behind real early and had to to really throw the ball a lot to stay in this one. Um, Gibson is definitely someone that's on a definite fade right now as well with Brian Robinson (coughs) back at practice um, starting today. So love to see that. But the time is running out on Gibson, which just kind of stinks. I I would really love to see Washington kind of trade Gibson to another team, you know. Um, there's a few out there that could really use a good running back and I think he would make an excellent trade candidate right now. What do you think about that?
1: Oh, I, I do agree with that. Like like for instance, like maybe even the Falcons could use him, you know, like the Rams could use him because Akers has been a joke this year. Yeah. And, you know, you know, like that's just – like he still has juice in him.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, it's just – it's been rough for, for Gibson so far. And I just think that it just seems like him and this coaching staff does not mesh very well. Um, there was all the promise in the world for him, but it's just not – he hasn't been able to live up to it. And he's been good for fantasy the last couple of years, but this year was just not really – the it, the cards came up bad for him this year. So um, one of two, you know, one and two for me this week and uh, hoping to rebound this upcoming week. So that said, let's kick it off. Who are your three starters for this week? While I kind of recover here, I'll let you talk.
1: <laughs> all, 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 all. all right, so my first starter is J.K. Dobbins. Um, that kind of feels like a gimme from last week. Like he did have two touchdowns his debut Um, you know I'm not sure if he's going to get those those touchdowns again but but the things that I did see like he was getting some targets from uh, from Lamar and and he was the one that was mainly carrying carrying the ball in the red zone thankfully so you know and and what also helps him is that he's really the only healthy young running back because the other running backs are you know 32 years old and they <laughs> and they don't have anything left behind them yeah so, so 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 i'm 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 i am i'm riding with jk this week i am very very happy that he's back and and healthy and and able to actually get some game flow and some game feel and 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 feel a lot more confident in 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 his knees
0: yeah, I, I did hear they activated Gus Edwards this week, so um, he should yes. be back soon. But you know, given a, a couple weeks to kind of ramp up and everything. But mm-hmm. yeah, that'll that'll be interesting. They, those two were able to coexist beforehand, so I think uh, yes. Baltimore really wants to get their running game going again, like they did yes. a couple years ago, and they just haven't been able to. The fact that Baltimore is two and two right now is wild to me. Like they've been playing yes. out of their minds. Yeah. It
1: it, it it is very crazy. Like, I saw a stat that they've trailed for 14 seconds this year.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, basically. For,
1: for, for only 14 seconds and have two losses.
0: Both of their losses was Miami, the blowout, where, you know, they came back and won at the very end. And then the same one for uh, Buffalo, they lost at the, the very end there on the kick. So... Yeah, Baltimore has been playing out of their mind, so um, give it up for them. So my first guy that I'm excited about is the, uh, the MILF Slayer, Zach Wilson. Um, he's coming back. He had a decent week, you know. So this is one of those things that really annoys me, right, with a lot of uh, a lot of just – recap shows and things like that right so i listen to pff you know i I like to listen to actual nfl breakdowns and things like that and it's just it's hilarious like so this exact game they absolutely trashed zach wilson in his return while praising kenny pickett in the exact same game so kenny pickett played for a half 10 of 13 120 yards you know it's decent three interceptions and okay one of them was a hail mary two of them were not great throws you know they you could put them on the receiver a little bit but it's also ultimately on Kenny Pickett to make better decisions as well Um, six carries for two touchdowns for 15 yards like he didn't really do much on the ground just kind of stole a couple from Najee and a fumble so he had four turnovers in this game whether they're all on him or not they absolutely praised the ever-loving hell out of Kenny Pickett but meanwhile Zach Wilson started a little rough, you know, he hasn't played in four weeks, so, you know, let's give him a little bit of a break, but 18-36, 252, one touchdown, two picks, two carries for 15 yards, same there, Um, he had a catch for a touchdown on that sneak play there, and he was a lot better for fantasy as well over Kenny Pickett the Steelers have a much better defense than the Jets as people have been talking about for years now so why are we you know just absolutely trashing Zach Wilson it's just so odd to me the 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 players that people you know build these narratives up about and Zach Wilson he was the number two overall pick so he's got to be better it's like Come on, guys. We've seen the promise that he has. Let's give him more than half a football to kind of get warmed up after having an ankle injury for the last four weeks. So um, Zach Wilson is someone that I like quite a bit this upcoming week. I know it's against Miami, but, you know, Miami's been vulnerable through the air, and they do have a very good defense. But I think that Zach Wilson, with all these weapons, is going to be able to deal it around quite a bit. And for fantasy, I think you could do much worse. I like Zach Wilson in this game. And then again, he does have a little bit of rushing upside if they try and get him involved there. They got the sneak play that we did see there. Uh, we saw it last week. You know, they could always do the Philly Philly um, with him where they sneak him off to the side. So I like Zach Wilson quite a bit this week. Who's your number two?
1: Um, I have, have A.J. Dillon
0: Ooh. this
1: week. He's been... He's been not playing very well this year, you know uh so like coming coming from this off season where he had a lot of hype coming in as as kind of being as kind of being like a like a one a one b to aaron jones he's he's really disappointed this year i i think he has compared to all the hype so um uh so the packers are are playing uh the Giants this week. And I feel like I can smash any, any running back that's gonna play the Giants, I feel, because the Giants uh Giants Rundy is really bad. Like they gave like they gave up a hundred yards to Zeke a couple weeks ago, like they mm-hmm. gave up a lot of yards to Herbert. Like they are just bleeding rush yards. Yeah. And and I think that's what the Packers wanna do is to make this game a lot shorter like they don't have a lot of the outside weapons like they used to mm-hmm. they're just going to run the ball down their th- gonna get it it's going ugly i think they just want to make this a nice and easy trip
0: yeah and one thing to think about with with aj Dillon too so i know he hasn't been the what we've all expected from him but week one Great share that week. That's the only touchdown he has on the season, was in week one against Minnesota. Week number two, if you guys remember, I know it's been uh, four weeks, so people's memories get a little shallow, but was the Aaron Jones absolutely murdering Chicago week. Like He had three touchdowns in that game. Week number three, they played Tampa Bay. Great run defense, except against the Chiefs last week. And then in week four, New England, who has a very, very good defense. You know, I love to see that he has, you know, about 65 carries so far in the year. Um, 55, whatever, I can't do the math off the top of my head. But he's also got, you know, so far he's got 14 targets through four games. And against some tougher defenses, you really like to see that. He has one touchdown on the year. He's going to finish with more though, So I think... I agree with you. Better days are ahead and this is a great defense to kind of get right with AJ Dillon on. So, uh, I like to see that. All right, my number 2 guy is going to be George Pickens with the Pittsburgh Steelers and George Pickens uh if you listen to the rookie preview is someone that I was ecstatic about. I love the talent of this guy. Last week with George, or, uh, with Kenny Pickett. Uh, this is going to get so difficult. Pickett and Pickens. It's just like Wilson to Wilson over in New York. It was tongue-tying me like crazy last week. Uh, but, yeah, George Pickens with... Kenny Pickett last week um, was eight targets, six catches, 102 yards. It was just absolutely beautiful. Uh, The rookie came in and absolutely fed George Pickens, and I think that's going to continue. They're playing Buffalo this week, which their secondary is absolutely destroyed. You know, the Ravens weren't able to get a lot going through the air in week number four, but if you watch that game, it was a rain game. It kind of just did not lend to a lot of passing attempts you know even Josh Allen they ended up winning that game but he was 19 of 36 in that game for 200 yards so it was not a great passing game a lot of the work came on the ground in that one so I think that Buffalo's secondary is not really that good right now they've got a lot of injuries Uh, their defense is pretty banged up and Pittsburgh is going to try and really showcase Kenny Pickett in this one and I think that Kenny Pickett, and this is one of those things, it's the bench narrative, right? You know, Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool have been playing a lot more than George Pickens through week one, two, right? Deontay Johnson, 81% of snaps, 86, 98, 89. You know, Claypool, he's got 92, 92, 93, 73 last week, where George Pickens is the inverse. He's 71, 80, 76, 70 percent. He's ramping up. He's the one that's practicing with Kenny Pickett on the side in practice these last few weeks. He's going to have better rapport with Kenny Pickett, and I would not be shocked if Kenny Pickett decides to dump it off to him a lot more as a safety valve in this game. So I like George Pickens a lot, especially against the matchup, and uh, is someone that I'm smashing this week.
1: Yeah, into into going Pickens, I I love that, um um so I feel that with, uh, so with him being a rookie and, and Pickett being a rookie and having that connection in training camp too, like they're gonna like grow up together, I guess in a way, and that's and that's what the Steelers really want to try to do.
0: Yeah, I agree. So, all right, who's your number three guy?
1: Um, I, I am gonna take a big a big leap of faith on this guy, and I, I'm I'm I'm. I'm I'm going to go with a tie end, not named Kyle Pitts <laughs> and it'll be will will Disney of the Ooh,
0: Seattle's yes, i I am. Yeah, yes,
1: I, 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 yeah, I, I have liked will Disley like ever since he's gotten a league like he seems like a really, really good guy like he's a more of a team guy and I feel that Gino has a lot of rapport with him compared to Gino's or uh, no fant yeah fant yeah yeah it, it's it's compared to fant and i don't know if i really like fant in this offense oddly enough even though they're like it seems like they've been more pass heavy it just doesn't it's, it it just seems like he's not active as much i mean it could be being,
0: no he's, I mean, he's playing about 55% the, of snaps yeah, through all four okay. weeks it's okay. about the average there but yeah, the the, the the biggest problem is with Will Disley. He does have three touchdowns in four weeks, that so yes. definitely helps. But yes. uh he yes. he does yes. seem to be Geno's favorite target of that group. So Absolutely. it's interesting. It Absolutely. is a good matchup new, against New Orleans. Um we saw Irv Smith was yeah. able to kind of chunk them a little bit last week. There are some other options. DK, Lockett. So yeah, it it's a Interesting. It's definitely a a flag plant play this week, so I can respect that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. And like with the tight end possession, uh, tight end position this year being terrible, gross. (laughs) It's been it's been horrific. So like, I think he can be easily like a top, you know, a top six guy this week.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we can definitely see. So if he gets in the end zone, that definitely helps his case. But we'll just have to see if he can do that. So no, it's a it's a bold call. I like it. Um, Don't know if it'll pay off. You know, this actively hurts us in our league with no offense. Right. So it's not it's not great not great but uh no it's definitely a bold call so uh we'll see how that goes my number three guy is going to be a running back for the houston texans and that is going to be damian pierce this guy is electric he's been so good the last couple weeks i know last week he did have a massive 75 yard touchdown but still 14 for 133 you take that out 13 for 60 something that's not bad and a touchdown um he He was 6-of-6 through the air last week, only for 8 yards. Not great there. A lot of dump-offs there behind the line of scrimmage. But, you know, I do like Damian Pierce. And the best part about it is he's a fourth-round pick, and I just get to rail on draft capital Twitter, you know. This is the thing that I've never understood about this, right? Everyone always uses past drafts. Well, the league 10 years ago is a completely different league. Offenses don't play the same, and that's less than 10 years ago, right? That's less than 10 drafts. So how do you have you, – you want to talk about sample size. All of these people that talk about, oh, you know, only 10% of fourth-rounders hit and blah, 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 blah. You have no sample. You have no sample. Because running backs taken in the fourth now are different than the running backs taken then. Back then, 10 years ago, running backs were much more common as first-round picks. Teams are starting to fade them back further now. So if running backs are going to start going later in drafts, like everyone has talked about for years and years and years, why are we going to use, one, bad sample sizes, two, different you know strategies and draft ideals and three you know just not taking into account the changes that these teams are making year to year you know you're not project you're pre- predicting for the future projecting for the future kind of pre- Combine those words in my mouth there, but you know, it's, it's just such a bad take to use draft capital as your sole basis for why players can't hit. Amon Ross ain't brown, Damian Pierce. You know, Tutu Atwell, the best argument for this has always been Tutu Atwell was a second round pick. Like, come on, guys, what are we doing here? So, I like Damian Pierce. This week's matchup is against Jacksonville. Jacksonville has not been the best against the running backs um, so far. Philly just absolutely carved them up. Miles Sanders last week, 20. 27 for 134 now Jacksonville does have a much better defense the last couple year or a couple weeks but it seems like a lot of their damages with their pass rushers and their kind of their secondary a little bit more so um, I think that there is still some weaknesses with their defensive line interior defensive line and their linebackers and that's where Damian Pierce has shown flashes and I think that he's someone that can definitely eat against this team this week what are your thoughts
1: I, I do agree with that, and he's become more part of the offense, um, you know, in 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 recent weeks, especially. You know, um, I am a little worried about Rex Burkhead taking some of that, <laughs> ironically, and that's really gross to say, but you know, I I, I don't really think Rex is going to be a pro- a problem for Pierce's in or his for his production this week.
0: Yeah, Burkhead's annoying, but he only played 32% of snaps last week. He had five of five through the air. You know, they use him as more of the pass catching guy right now, and he had a touchdown. So I, I'm not that in on, on Rex Burkhead. Meanwhile, you know, Damian Pierce, 29% of snaps in week one, 62 in week two, 60 in week three, 68 last week. So they're ramping him up, and I think they believe in this guy. So he's someone that is definitely. Possibly still a buy low candidate. Um, someone that, you know, he, I, he's very interesting. We'll just put it that way for the rest of the year. So, um, yeah that is my starting sits of the week let's know what your guys thoughts are over on twitter on youtube um on the channel and uh we can talk about them and, and tell you we can defend them a little bit more but as of right now dale is one start up on me for the season we're tracking these i am four of four or wait no four of five on the season you are five on four so um i'm gonna catch you eventually i will i will surpass you but uh, (laughs) i might i'm just giving you a little bit of a handicap to start the season so all right so that said we are going to jump into the over and under achievers we each have one player that is an overachiever and one player that is an underachiever um so far through four weeks and we're going to just Kind of make our case on why things are either going to go negatively for them going forward, or things are going to try and pick up a little bit as we move along here. So that said, we're going to start with the overachievers. Who is your overachiever on the season?
1: All right, all right. So mine is Clyde edwards Allaire.
0: You, you are, are a, a hater, sir. Hater. Hey,
1: hey I, <laughs> I, 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 I am, but. But I will tell you why.
0: Alright, let's because, see. This. Uh, uh, uh,
1: because because so for last week was actually his highest snap percentage of the year at, at only 56%. He being out snapped by by uh Jarek McKinnon, mm-hmm. which is really gross to hear. Um and and he's gotten a lot of his touchdowns through the air, which is great. Like he is a passing threat, but but I think he's. I think that's his ceiling. That's not really the floor for him.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: I I I I I kind of feel his floor is. You know, I mean, I mean it's, I mean it's a decent game of of averaging maybe like, you know, like between like, twelve and sixteen points a game, which that's still a good week for you know in general. But but you know, look, as of right now, like he's ranked as they are before this year. And coming in this year, I would not suspect after four weeks it would be RB four having all these touchdowns through the air and on the ground, and you know I, I think I think total he has has five touchdowns through through four weeks, which which you know I mean in this Kansas City offense he can I will say sustain, but I don't think that's going to.
0: I will say, if if this is the year that Clyde Edwards' lair breaks out, you know, like we've, this is the player we wanted in year one, right? This yeah. is who A- we wanted absolutely. him to be, right? Uh, everyone talked about him being the 101 for this exact reason this exact reason we thought the touchdowns could be there the usage could be there the big plays could be there if he sustains this for the whole season I might mentally break down because I moved him in so I had him in so many leagues I took him over Jonathan Taylor I've regretted it for two straight years and if I moved him after those two years because I just could not handle it anymore of the disappointment and if this is the year that he goes off I might lose my my cool I might just break down and you'll see me as just a wreck on the side. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, <laughs> Clyde is someone that's definitely very interesting. Um, I will say the one piece of information to remember is in week one, he did get stomped on on his ankle, if you remember right. So um, – you know Clyde did get kind of stepped on got a little injured there and it's just something to keep in mind as we move forward so I think he might actually be getting healthier and that's why he's getting you know utilized a little bit more these last couple of weeks good
1: so so on the usage with Clyde you know um, you know I, I can I, I can see it starting to ramp up it's it's from that injury but I don't really I, I I just don't think he's the guy that we want him to be, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, and I think he's still going to be a good player, but I don't think he's going to sustain what he's doing. You know, I can still see him being like a low RB one, but mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't think he's going to be the guy that we're seeing right now.
0: We'll see. And that's where, yeah, if, if I will lose my mind, I swear I will lose my mind but all right so no it's it's an interesting interesting case he's been very efficient you know the five touchdowns like you talked about and that kind of leads me into my overachiever through the first four weeks and that is going to be running back for the Miami Dolphins Chase Edmonds and Chase Edmonds is not finish he doesn't have as high of a record as as Clyde does you know he's 31 on the season so far in PPR leagues so you know he's not four overall but you know after week one and week two he's really starting to not be utilized week number one had 10 points 63 percent of snaps he was a high draft pick um, got saved a little bit through the targets in the air he had four catches for 40 yards week number two 50 percent of snaps. Um, five carries on the ground three targets no touchdowns in that week really bad week right there week number three he had two rushing touchdowns against buffalo really saved him though he had 44 percent of snaps one target six carries yet again and then last week he had another touchdown and you know had 10 10 points finished with double digit it's not enough to kill you but he had 28 percent snap share against cincinnati it's just looking so bad for Chase Edmonds, and people are looking at him as kind of an interesting option in the last couple of weeks because he has three touchdowns and that's just not sustainable whatsoever especially with the snap share that he's he's seeing the drop of right now and they're really starting to ramp up Raheem Moster um, Salvin Ahmed he has a little bit of usage as well and you know without two of this week it's going to be risky I think that they're going to be behind pretty early because Teddy is not really that good Um, he's shown that through his whole career so they're not going to be able to score early they're going to be throwing a lot more to catch up and I just think that Chase Edmonds is a massive risk so um, Chase Edmonds is someone that he's overachieved pretty highly again he's not he's not doing too well for fantasy right now but like I said I've heard a lot of people talking about him as an interesting option just because of the three touchdowns the last two weeks and it's just it's a trap I'm telling you when you look at 28 percent five carries and three targets you know two catches on so seven total touches it's not great, not great usage there. So the, the touchdowns are definitely an anomaly and I would not be chasing those right now with chase Edmonds.
1: No, I, I, I do agree with that a hundred percent. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I think I'm seeing this offense switch over to Moster and um I wanted, I, I really wanted to, I really wanted to believe in the, in, in the chase Edmonds hype, but Hasn't, I mean, he has been as advertised, but I don't think that's that's going to be him. It's, it's it's for the rest of the year.
0: Yeah. So, and we we've really seen they've kind of been using you know Tyreek in the rushing game a little bit. They've been kind mm. of doing those those sweeps that they love to do over in Kansas City with him. Jalen Waddle's gotten a few of those as well. So I think they're trying to find ways to get these guys involved, and it's just. Chase Edmonds is just taking a beating. Now, if it comes out and he's like injured or something like that, maybe it could be something, but yeah, it's just, I don't think that I was never really that high on Chase Edmonds. And, you know, I, I would not be chasing the touchdowns. The snap percentage is just such a, oh, it's so depressing. 63, 51, 44, 28 last week. So it's just consistently going down. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And in games where you need to win, you would think that he's the better pass catcher between him and Mostert, but yeah, clearly Miami does not agree. So, um, that said, who is your underachiever so far on the season?
1: Um, um, so my, uh, so my, underachiever player is Jonathan Taylor of the Colts.
0: You mean the guy that's not playing this week? Yeah,
1: I know. I, I know. I know that's a big cop out. you know, know, have, have having him not play, but like he really hasn't been himself since week one. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm guessing that, that, that like his ankle injury has probably been lingering maybe, maybe for a few weeks and and it, and it just got worse against Tennessee, you know? um, Yeah. I I, I don't know what's going on. Like, like Jonathan Taylor I know is, you know, like the one that played against Houston and the one I'm afraid of is the one that, one that played against tennessee last week yeah and and only got like 2.1 per carry he only saw three targets you know it was not it was not good and i think that's a lot because of the offensive line like it's getting older it's getting more injured obviously mm-hmm. and then you have matt and then you don't have a mobile matt ryan either and there's not as many weapons in indy as you would like
0: weapons you know, suck so, man Oh, yeah, God.
1: it is horrible. You know, I mean, I mean, I like Michael Pittman, but I don't really think he's a one. Honestly. Yeah,
0: I would agree with that. That's yeah. the biggest problem. Yeah. Like, I, I've heard so many the the off season. It's always somebody. There's always somebody yes. that gets driven up for no reason. And I like Michael Pittman. I do, but you had, you guys had no justifiable reason to make him the dynasty RB number eleven at one point in time like he peaked out around 10 like come on what are we that's, doing that
1: that that's insane with I know. all the talented wide receivers we have right i now. know it's crazy that,
0: that is- it is crazy but yeah michael Pittman is just someone i i would agree with that wholeheartedly he is a he is the perfect too but i i think the biggest problem with jonathan taylor is matt ryan has been so bad so bad so, so bad, so bad. So bad. It was all Carson Wentz's fault, right, guys? You know, like I've been joking 100%. about this this whole time, but you know, the funniest comparison I heard, um, because, like I said, I listen to all these podcasts and everything. One of them said that Matt Ryan looks like somebody who's trying to kind of do the Tom Brady thing. You know, he's trying to get leaner as he gets older, instead of uh, you know bulkier to trying to stay in better shape and everything like that to to keep his edge and everything. But it's like, dude, you look so soft like you're getting yes. the the funniest play was a couple of weeks ago um i can't remember who exactly was against let me see if i can pull up their record here it was uh against the the I think it was Jacksonville three weeks ago. The dude body slammed him like just straight body slammed him, flipped him older over, folded him like a chair. I'm just like, what is happening? Matt Ryan looks so bad in these games. He's fumbled the. B- he has so far on the season nine fumbles. Nine. Oh my
1: gosh.
0: It's wow. atrocious. Nine fumbles bad. and five interceptions. Like. What is happening? You know, Matt Ryan just does not look good, and I think that's the biggest problem for Indianapolis right now. You know, the, the offensive line is not like it used to be, but the the question is, you know, Houston, maybe they have a better defense than than people kind of expected. Jacksonville clearly yeah. has a better defense than we kind of anticipated. Kansas City, they just blitz like every—it's Spagnola. He's going to blitz like time. every play. Yes. And when Matt Ryan is this bad— it works. Um, so you cannot run JT into that because it's just you got nine guys coming at him like constantly. And then Tennessee, they they're just good defense. And again, like you said, the, the ankle injury. So you look at their upcoming games, Denver, Jacksonville again, Tennessee again. So those are the next three weeks. Um, he's out this week against Denver. So it's Jacksonville, Tennessee, Washington, New England, the Raiders, Philly, Pittsburgh, Dallas, then their bye week in week 14 playoffs is uh, the Vikings the Chargers and the Giants so it's some up and down weeks up there if he can get healthy if this offense can kind of figure it out there's definitely better days ahead but now is it it does make me a little I, it, nervous it's, it, yeah it's for it's, sure it's,
1: I I I do feel it's going to be rough with him but I think I think if Matt Ryan decides to become a better quarterback which <laughs> I don't I, I don't have a lot of faith in right now yeah you know, I I think that's going to help him out because they're going to have stacked boxes mm-hmm. and you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's just going to be harder for him to run because the offensive line is, you know, older. Boy, it's more injury prone, man. He's more injury prone. <laughs> you know, it, it's, 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 it, it's, it's the perfect storm to go against him to not have a good year, but I still think he's going to have a RB one type here. Yeah. It's maybe not, it's lower. It, yeah. Yeah. Lower. But I mean, it, I mean, like, he's not going to be RB1
0: this year. So I was just looking at, at Jonathan Taylor's stats from last year, you know, because he started off slow last year as well. first three weeks, a little rougher, um, 17 in week one, week two and week three, bad weeks there as well. And then week four to the end of the season basically was just an absolute tear. He scored a touchdown every single week from week four until the end of the year, except for week 16 and week 18. Like, minimum of one touchdown. That is nuts how many touchdowns. Oh, my goodness. He had so many touchdowns last year. 18 touchdowns on the ground, basically one a week, and then two touchdowns through the air. Like, oh, that's the Jonathan Taylor we want to see. So, I think that the turnaround could definitely be coming. Um, He's definitely still getting the usage, you know, 31 attempts, 9 attempts, 21, 20. So, yeah, we can definitely see some better days ahead for Jonathan Taylor Uh, I would not be freaking out on him just yet. So my underachiever so far on the season is going to be Gabe Davis. And this one is someone that you know had a lot of hype in the offseason fancy twitter really hyped him up and again it's always somebody that they hype up and at least Gabe Davis had the the Randy or uh, the Rice you know touchdowns and and just playoff run last year where he just looked absolutely unstoppable but it's just oh man it it's not been great week one was awesome Week two, he we had the ankle injury. Week three and week four, he had 96% of snaps and 98% of snaps. Six targets, three targets. Last week was the rain game again. Not a great you know, indicator of of success there. But week number three against Miami, um, I think that he was more of a decoy in that game. And yeah. people are looking at him like, oh, he's running all these routes. He's just not getting targets. He, he must, you know, week one was probably the anomaly week, right, where – Everyone was kind of right to fade him, you know. They they hyped him up kind of like Pittman a little bit unnecessarily. But I think that that ankle injury has lingered. They've been using him as a decoy. You saw he was out the week two against Tennessee. Week three, I think it was like the Thursday practice of that week, he tweaked it again. Still managed to play week number four. I think it was on Tuesday that they said it was kind of still banged up. He missed the Wednesday practice, if I remember right, and then still played against Baltimore. This week he's practicing already. Today, ankle said it feels fine. So I would expect a lot more production this week against Pittsburgh. It's a better week. Next week, they've got Kansas City. Then their bye week, Green Bay, the Jets, Minnesota, Cleveland, Detroit, a lot of very plus matchups here in the next couple weeks. And I think that it's mostly the the ankle that's that's kind of kept him back so far. And, you know, you love to see that he's, he's still playing 96 98% of snaps. Like, he is out there nonstop. He's just not getting the targets down the field right now. Isaiah McKenzie's really kind of stepped up, but he's got the, the concussion right now. So he might not play, especially with all the concussion Stuff we talked about it a little bit earlier. They're just hammering everybody after Tua for this. And uh I think that he's going to re-establish himself as the clear number two this week. And then next week against Kansas City, that's going to be a shootout as well. In Kansas City, that's going to be a fun one.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. On, on Davis, I completely agree with that. Yeah, I'm not worried about him. It's been mainly injuries. You know, you know, I mean, it, it was in week two he was injured. Week three, it's in Miami. It is hotter than bejesus outside. Oh my gosh! I, it, 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 it was it was it was ninety, and it probably felt like you know like a oh yeah,
0: the humidity. I remember. I don't know if we talked about that in the recap or not, but like they were drenched. Like they looked like they had you know been in a sauna they were exhausted. for. Oh my goodness! They were exhausted. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, so. it's definitely got some better days ahead. And again, week three was the rain game against Baltimore, where again we just talked about Josh Allen. He had 200 passing yards in the whole game. Stephon Diggs wasn't that great in the game. I think I think he was fine. He had 10 points, but like everyone's like wants to rail on on uh, Gabe Davis. But Stephon Diggs the last two weeks he's got 14 and 10 points respectively. So. He hasn't been that good either. You know, it's kind of just coincided with a little bit of a down period for the Buffalo team the last couple weeks. So I think that, again, better days are definitely ahead. Isaiah McKenzie's been outperforming his his kind of abilities so far. Um, Again, chasing touchdowns there, but yeah.
1: Yeah, and and another thing to add on Davis, like like the only thing I'm concerned about, like it's to be aware of, is like where he's going to play for the uh, for the matchups in, in in the playoffs if you make the playoffs with Gabe Davis sure so you know you know I mean I mean they're very juicy matchups I mean it's you know it's Miami again at you know in Buffalo it's
0: and it'll be, be cold too yeah yeah
1: it's it's gonna be cold and it's gonna be at Chicago for uh for week 16 it's windy When week sixteen, they are going to be absolutely.
0: They're going to be mentally done by then. You know, Chicago will be checked out by that point.
1: Checked out, and it's probably going to be a very easy game for the for the Bills. Then they have week seventeen at Cincinnati, which that could be a toss up on weather. So, like, so that's something just to look at further down the road, but not, but not for his dynasty value.
0: All right, so that's our over and under achievers so far on the season, and we'll probably touch on these guys, a couple more guys here in the next couple of weeks. You know, we got a long season left, but week four is in the books. And with that said, let's switch over to the ERI Dynasty recap. We are four weeks in now, and if you remember um, last week, I was coming off a high. It was my team Super Bowl. We beat Dan. Uh, miraculously, somehow, I have no idea how. This week we went up against Eric and my team had the Super Bowl hangover. It, it appears they just did not show up to play. I started Mitch Trubisky in this game. Oh my gosh. He got mm. benched. You know, it's hilarious because Mitch Trubisky had a touchdown to Deontay Johnson. They didn't count it, it was a touchdown. Like I watched that play. I had nothing. I know I started Mitch Trubisky, but I really don't care that much. It was a touchdown. I faded Deontay Johnson. I don't want him to get touchdowns. It was a touchdown. So that, that lack of touchdown literally lost Mitch Trubisky his job, which is just hilarious. So Mitch Trubisky against Josh Allen for Eric absolutely destroyed there. There was half the, the gap in our points. Um, I had Barkley versus James Conner win there for me, but oh my goodness. Josh Jacobs for Eric absolutely killed me. Um, there were between Josh Allen and Josh Jacobs. That was his entire lead. He won 141 mm. to 106. Um, Fournette for myself still had a good week. Can't complain there. Yeah. But you know Josh Jacobs just was on another level. He was so good. Where was this usage his whole career? Goodness I, I, gracious!
1: I have, I, I, yeah, on Jacobs, I I have no idea. Like I think maybe uh, uh Josh McDaniels. I have actually unlocked Josh Jacobs. Hopefully, he might be leveling up this year. Which, which I've been very off on Josh Jacobs the past <laughs> couple of years. I don't really like it. like him in that offense. But like, if he can play like he did last week, yeah, start him, start him, start him.
0: Yeah. So then I started CeeDee land versus Amari Cooper. Big win there for me. But conversely. Rashad Bateman versus Mike Williams. Big win there for Eric. Mike Williams, I thought it was going to be a bad week for him. He had so many catches in like the third and fourth quarter. I think like going into halftime, he was like three for 30. I was like, oh, great. He's not having a great day. He just finished with seven of 11 for 120 yards. I was like, where the hell did this come from? What? what?" Um, Darren Waller versus Kyle Pitts was. Basically a wash though, so can't oh, complain shit. there. Um Gabe Davis versus Brandon Ayuk was kind of a uh, kind of a wash, but Ayuk did outperform him a little bit there. But then Elijah Moore versus Brandon Cooks, big win there for Brandon Cooks, had the touchdown, kinda got back seven of seven. You like to see that. But Elijah Moore with with he, he makes me nervous with Zach Wilson, I'm not gonna lie. Absolutely. Um, but I did have the edge on the defense, which nobody cares about. So you go down to the uh, the the rosters here, the benches, and JK Dobbins was a miss by Eric. I don't really blame him though. Coming back from injury, it's tough to trust him. You know, he did have two one yard touchdowns essentially in this game. So, you know, can't really blame him too much with for that. Without those, he finishes with ten. Should have started Justin Fields for myself though. I would have had uh hey. Ten more points, essentially. Um, God, the quarterback situation for me is just brutal. Um, Didn't have Keenan Allen. Allen Robinson was terrible, absolutely horrendous. I, I regret ever believing in Allen Robinson at this point. I
1: don't know what's going on with him. That's why I <sighs> think he needs to have like a like a very nice breakfast with Stafford. And they <laughs> might find some might find some connection, maybe. But I, oh. I doubt it. Like that. It's that whole Rams offense is odd. Right? Yeah.
0: Dallas Goddard went off for me on the bench. I gotta start pivoting to Dallas Goddard over Kyle Pitts. Like I Kyle Pitts is a is it's uh what is it, the um the sunken cost fallacy at this point. Like I just want to start him until he has like a forty point a week and then my brain can move on from him mentally. But oh. it's just yeah, Dallas Goddard has outperformed him literally every single week so far. Um, so there's that. I need to just start playing him. Um, Chris Guy one was a, a miss for myself on the bench, but it was his first week back, so can't really blame me too much for that one. But yeah, just quarterback dude is killing me so bad. Like even if I would have had a decent quarterback this week, I still would have lost, you know, the uh my two receivers, Kyle Pitts, Bateman, Davis and Elijah Moore. Those guys absolutely murdered me. None of them got double digits. So, uh no, good win for Eric. Does move him to 2 and 2. I am at 1 and 3. Um we'll cover the standings here at the end. The next matchup was was Ryan, um Hotchup Time Machine versus Rob massacre there. We kind of thought that was going to be the case. Ryan's team is still pretty good. And one thing I I was thinking about, I was talking about this earlier and in order to compete because it's a one quarterback league, right? Um, And it's not a tight end premium. So it's just kind of a standard standard league. What I was really thinking about was in order to win and be a playoff team, quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end, you have to be good in two of the four. If you're good in three of the four, you're one of the like top four teams. If you're good in four of four, that's where you're generally, you know, one of the the finalists. That's why Ryan gets there basically every year. Like um, Dan is not elite in four of four. His tight end is not great. His tight end situation is not great, except this week where he had Hawkinson go off absolutely nuclear, but. He's elite in like two categories, right? Absolutely elite where and he's good in the other two. So um that's where him and Ryan, that's why they just constantly go back and forth. And I was just thinking about my team. My problem is I am good at running back right now. I feel very good. Receiver, I feel like I can get good at when Keenan Allen and and you know Godwin kind of come back with CeeDee Lamb and everybody, but Quarterback, I'm just at that point. I'm just good in two of four. That's what makes me nervous long term. But yeah, we can touch on that. What do you What do you think about that for the the breakdown? Do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I I I I, I do. Uh, uh, I mean, I mean, like for any league, like you have to be at least at least good and solid in like a couple like like as the key positions and running back and and wide receiver to, to make it to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So, so like, if you're not solid there, like you're not gonna really competitive.
0: Yeah. That's where it's just murdering. my, My receivers have killed me this year. Like absolutely killed me, but hopefully better days are ahead. You know, I should be getting guys back from injury. So, We'll see how that goes, but all right. So Rob versus versus Ryan here, um, one sixty two for Ryan versus one hundred and ten for Rob. Uh, Herbert was the better play over Justin Hurt, or Jalen Hurts for Rob. So there's that. But then you get into the running backs. Derrick Henry outscored Damian Harris. Uh, Nick Chubb. Ah, excuse me just had a sneeze uh Nick Chubb absolutely destroyed Tony Pollard um Metcalf versus Devontae was basically a wash there Debo destroyed Drake London Drake London was bad the entire Atlanta team is just so frustrating right now it's, they it, won it, it, and Mario had seven sense. completions was it was it seven it, it, yeah or Something. nine it, 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 yeah it, so it does not dumb. make
1: sense like I think I I, I so I have a theory that like Arthur Smith thinks that Kyle Pitts is like an offensive lineman, and that like Cordell Patterson is Derrick Henry, and yeah, and like he and like he's just gonna run him into
0: the ground. <laughs> well, he's on IR now. He he's out of, for the next four weeks. So we'll I see what that. happens.
1: I know that. So like he's gonna find somebody else to run.
0: Into. Yeah. So, let it be Kyle Pitts run Kyle no, Pitts I like don't. i don't even care That's if you not. make him a running back he's 6 foot I 6 know. 250 exactly. like just run him like a running back who cares get him the ball just give him the ball find ways to get him the ball he's the number 4 overall pick what are you doing anyway drake london was bad too so the entire passing offense for atlanta was bad which is so weird in this game but whatever um higby was a win for rob over george kittle Good call there. Higby's been kind of a monster, but uh, I was talking about this with Dan actually here today. I don't think that's sustainable because here's the thing. Higby's been just getting a shite load of targets through that first couple of weeks, right? 11, 9, 4, and 14, and they are losing. They are losing. The team stinks. Your offense stinks. Find ways to get the ball to other players than Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby. What are you doing? Like, Sean McVay, you're supposed to be creative. Like, your offensive line is horrible. Make up for it. Do something. Matt well, Stafford is better than this. What is happening? It, it hurts my brain.
1: Well, 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 well. So I will say that, like, Higby has turned into what we thought Allen Robinson No,
0: so, he's getting dump offs like three yards well, down.
1: Well, but still, but
0: still, his yards like, per target been, is five yards. Five yards per target. That's it horrendous. Matter.
1: It Doesn't matter in a PPR like that's one point five points right there.
0: Yeah, PPR. that's fine. But that's that's. So I'm just for saying for a successful defense, offense, it's true. not it's not sustainable. That's, that's my point.
1: That's
0: true. That's true. Like they can do that and then they can keep losing. <laughs> that's fine, I guess. <laughs> um, all right. So then the flexes here: Cortland Sutton for Ryan. Little bit of an edge over Jahan Dotson. Dotson, man, he has a nose for the end zone. Good player. Um, D.J. Moore, a little bit of a resurgent this, resurgence this week, uh, outscored Greg Dortch. Dorch, Dorch kind of got massacred because I, of Rondale Moore coming back. Yeah,
1: I I am so sad about that. I was I was all, <laughs> all, I, I was all on the human Dortch.
0: Well And
1: he 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 is extinguished. He's gone. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, point, I think Rondale
0: I, was bad I think. though. That's the thing. Rondale was bad. So if they put Rondale Moore on the outside and put Dortch back in the slot. That could help, you know what I mean? Like, Dorch was playing in the slide, and that's where he was good. They targeted Rondell, and he looked bad. So um, that is the starters for this matchup. You look at the benches. You know, Jared Goff absolutely went nuclear. Kyler Murray was the better play for Ryan as well, so both guys missed on their quarterback starters. But um, you look at the other guys. Rashad Penny blew up on Ryan's bench. Uh, Damian Pierce blew up on his bench as well. Rashad White had a good week for Rob. Um, and that was pretty much it. There's nobody else that really kind of was super interesting there. So, no, it was ultimately a pretty close matchup, but yeah, uh, Rob just ultimately got blown out in the end. Um, So the next one we're going to go to here is another blowout. Dan is back. After losing to me, his team has rallied from the loss. He's the Kansas City Chiefs losing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Rallied his whole team. 213 points. Outscored the next highest person by 60. So there's that. Um... God, he just absolutely killed Braden. Braden put up 133 points, so murdering him by 80 points. It's so disgusting. Russell Wilson finally came back to form a little bit in this game. Outscored Joe Burrow for Braden. Uh, Jonathan Taylor got absolutely massacred. That's probably the only bad player on Dan's team this week, I'm going to guess, because he had three points and Dan had 213 points. If Jonathan Taylor would have put up like a normal week, good lord, he would have broken like 250 points. Uh, Austin Eckler looked good for Braden. Can't complain there. Christian McCaffrey was back this week. He had nine targets. That was great to see. Where's that been?
1: Well, I mean, it's it's Baker. It's Matt Rule. I think
0: Matt Rule's gonna get fired this oh, week. He is,
1: <laughs> he is absolutely gonna get fired. I think Baker's gonna get benched when Sam Darnold's healthy. It's it is gonna be That's a dumpster. so disgusting. Oh it is an absolute dumpster fire in Carolina.
0: It amazes me how bad some of these teams are. You know what I mean? Like in a, in, a, in a league where parity is so easy, it's just it's so wild to me. Um, Joe Mixon versus Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey outscored him, but Mixon's looking a lot better as well. Uh, Thursday night game last week. Uh, Stephon Diggs versus Michael Pittman. Slight edge to Diggs, but again, we talked about him earlier. Kind of struggling as a whole for Buffalo. Cooper Cup just cannot be stopped. 19 targets. 122 yards. Again, I, dude, I get it. I understand. For fantasy, we love this. But the Rams cannot keep doing this, man. They cannot. It's not sustainable. Like, he threw a pick six targeting Cooper Cup. He threw a pick six targeting Cooper that. Cup. Teams are starting to understand this. You, like, you can't just go to two players for the entire game. It's not sustainable. Up uh, enough on the Rams. They they just make me so mad because it's like you're supposed to be this elite offense, and you look yeah. so bad. And Cooper Cup looks great. That's awesome. But if you want to actually be competitive for real football, you cannot be doing this crap, man. Like it's this juvenile crap. Um, Christian Kirk got he had a kind of a down week, but again, it was a rain game against Philly, so kind of move on from that. When he had nine targets again in this game, Christian Kirk is interesting. I will say that
1: he, yes. You know, I, I agree with that. Like he's the wide receiver one in Jacksonville
0: mm-hmm. he is 12 he targets, six targets. Yeah. It's nine great. and nine.
1: It, it, it is great. Yeah, it is great.
0: you love to see that. You definitely do. Absolutely. Especially with Doug Peterson. I think that in a Doug Peterson offense, he's going to continue that, you know what I mean? As long as he's healthy, yeah. he's going to continue to get that. So just, a, it's a down week. <laughs> Two catches for 60 yards on nine targets. Like, he could have had a much bigger week if it wasn't for the rain, you know. Uh, But then you get to the, (laughs) this is where the blowout, 40 points for TJ Hawkinson versus Travis Kelsey's 24. What a scrub there. Like, Like, who knew TJ Hawkinson just needed the entire wide receiver core and running back core to be out to have a good week. Um, Justin Jefferson, welcome back. He had a great game against New Orleans, outscored Kareem Hunt. Mark Andrews had a really down game. The whole Buffalo game, yeah, again, it was just a rain game, so ignore that. Tyreek Hill outscored him pretty heavily. And then, yeah, Dallas versus the Rams, defensive there. But you look at the benches here, and nothing egregious. Corey Davis for Braden was a little bit of a miss there. But other than that, Jerry Judy had a decent week. Chris Olave, he didn't start him, but... You know, I could understand why. Romeo Dobbs is someone that's really interesting right now. Um, He had 13.7 points, had a fumble loss, so that's two points right there. Uh, Would have finished with 15 points. He's looking like the number one for Aaron Rodgers, so definitely somebody that you could be eyeballing to pick up here in the next couple weeks. You might be able to still get him cheap in your leagues, but yeah, Romeo Dobbs is definitely somebody interesting there. All right, next matchup is going to be a close one between the Great Rebuild and Mr. Steel Yo Girlie Keelan. Um, Cannon ended up getting the win, one hundred and twelve to one hundred and six. We wow. Me and Keelan would have tied. <laughs> Holy moly. Glad I didn't play Keelan this week. Um nice. actually I probably would have taken it. We would have I we would have both kind of tied. So there you go. Right. Um but yeah, it was rough matchup. Keelan, uh Lamar Jackson outscored Matt Safford for Keelan, but M- Miles Sanders just absolutely went nuclear he went this week. Off. Yes. Outscored Cordero Patterson. Patterson got banged up in this game. Yeah. Um, so, win there for Ken. Brees Hall, <clears throat> his usage is getting higher and higher. Um, it's starting to look like they're starting to give this to him, especially with Zach Wilson. I kind of predicted this on last week's episode. They're going to try and run, establish the run a little bit more in this game to. Make it easier on Zach Wilson, essentially, and they did that against Pittsburgh, which is a tougher defense. Jeff Wilson looked good. Uh, start for Keelan there. And you take over for one second.
1: Um, and then we have um, Adam Thielen and A.J. Brown. Like, that was pretty much a wash between the two. Uh, we had Jalen Waddell and Terry McLaurin. Both Basically a wash, wash there. <laughs>
0: yeah, a, a
1: wash there. Like, they both had down games. Yeah. Um, and then... Zach Ertz, good play
0: for Keelan there. Yes. Dalton Schultz got zero points for Ken. Yeah,
1: I, I'm I'm really bummed out about Schultz, but I think I think he's gonna be better once Dak gets back.
0: Yeah, he seems to be more of a safety valve for Dak, yes. but I was listening to a podcast today, and when Dak gets back, they were talking about like the Q the QB controversy in Dallas and all stuff. And it's like <laughs> my problem with this, and I think I touched on it last week, but it's like Dallas with Cooper Rush just feels like a better offense. Cooper Rush has not been good. He's got four touchdowns and or five touchdowns in four oh, weeks, I think it is. Well, he's not it's, been it's, good.
1: It's, it's it's been it's been well enough to win.
0: Yeah. But it's like Dak has well so much more talent than Cooper Rush. That's so much excellent. more. But it feels like when he's the starter so difficult, and they were talking about like, well, just more chaotic. Yeah, and, it's just, yeah, it, it, yeah. why does it feel that way? And I hope that once Dak is back, they keep this system that they are doing right now and just plug Dak in, and it just feels okay. better. But who knows? I have no idea. It seems like two different game plans. It's like, why do you have this? You know, just make it work for Dak. Make it work for Dak. He's the star. But, but whatever. So Dalton Schultz, maybe in a couple weeks, he'll be back. But, uh, so then you look at Tyler Lockett versus, uh, Alan Lazard, a little bit of an edge there for Lazard. Not much of one. Um, and then, yeah, big win for the New England defense over the Denver defense for for Keelan, but nobody cares about defenses. So, uh, looking at the bench though, Geno Smith for Ken on the bench. You had the balls to pick him up off the waivers, and you didn't have the balls to start him, so that, that's got to hurt there um burkhead for for keelan but yeah these are not the deepest rosters in the league so yeah not very many people went off on their benches here not much to talk about there but zach wilson and geno smith for ken on the bench definitely would have been better starts than matt safford but it is what it is all right so the last game that we're going to cover here on the week yeah, so the last matchup of the week is going to be uh, James versus Rick. And Rick is now 0-4, lost to James, who is now 4-0. So that's a big big win for or James 159 to 137 um Brady versus Mahomes and real quick before we get into this one so I was told and you guys will hear this uh on the podcast so I'll break it to you guys here first Rick actually did confirm this is going to be his last year in the league he's passing his team off to max next year so we're going to have some new blood in the league um I think his 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 all in for the season that ultimately is kind of flaming out has broken his spirit. So he's uh, he's he's mentally tapped out of the league, and uh, yeah. I don't blame him too much. It, it, it's tough, you know. He's been not the best team in the league, and it a lot of it has has to do with luck. He's gotten pretty unlucky mm-hmm. a lot of times. So um, I think he's just kind of uh, <laughs> it can wear on you for sure. So. Absolutely. Um, This is going to be Rick's last year, so we'll see if he can rally. You know, 0-4, it feels daunting, but you could definitely go on a run now. You could finish 10-4, you know. Nothing is out of the cards. Definitely still a good team, though I will say big hit for Rick. We didn't talk about it yet, but Javante blowing his ACL. Mm -hmm. Um, Big loss there for Rick. So, All right, so quarterback-wise, Slight edge for Tom Brady for Rick over Mahomes, but that's pretty much it. Um, Aaron Jones got the edge over Najee. Najee's just been bad this year. They have not used him in the in the yeah, passing game like they I, should.
1: Yeah, and and then it's not good to just draft a you know you know, like a twenty four year old running back anyways. Yeah, I know
0: he's on. on yeah, the point. yep. We'll see how that kind of goes. Um, Jamal Williams. Your start of the week last week over Dalvin S- Cook smash, smashed, smashed it. Yes. He's been, dude. This Detroit team is good. Mm. Do you hear? Oh, so do you hear that they're the number one offense in the league right now uh, and the thirty second yes. defense? Defense. <laughs> yeah. It's yes. it, 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 they are it, literally it the, is the most a, interesting team in the NFL. Yeah. It, 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 it
1: it is insane. <laughs> like they're averaging thirty. I I, I think they're averaging they're thirty five or thirty five point three points. And yeah, giving up. That, it's it's that amount.
0: Thirty six or yeah, it's like crazy. so close. It's <laughs> crazy. It's crazy. Uh, if you haven't seen the and this is without all the receivers this week too. So, um, yeah, they're they're interesting and Detroit. Better days are ahead. Are they one and three now? I think.
1: I y- yes, they are one and three, and I believe Jamison Williams is going to be coming back. Yeah, years. I saw
0: that. He's Hopefully, rehab. He's pumping it up
1: hopefully in a couple weeks i am very excited about him because because i because i do have him in in one of my leagues
0: yeah and, i love jameson you know, i yeah, i wouldn't be I'm surprised if he it's like week him. 7 after their bye they have a week yeah. 6 bye they're one of the first teams on bye um at dallas that could be uh, you know or at miami or against miami or green bay pretty good pretty good openers for him there so all right, so then we keep going through here, Jamar Chase versus DeVonta Smith. DeVonta Smith, dude, did you see that video on Twitter today about Smith in the rain? He refused to take off his gloves and he could not catch anything. Like Really? Yeah, dude was cool. dumb. <laughs> like yeah. it's rain, dude, you cannot those gloves are terrible in the rain. They do yes. not work in the rain. Um so yeah, that that's a and, he was complaining about the cold, dude. Like, do you, pl- you realize you play in Philly, right? Like, it's not going to get better. Like, it's not getting that's better. Because he's,
1: that's because he weighs, like, what, like 155 pounds? He's too used to
0: Alabama. Like, maybe. <laughs>
1: I know, ex- ex- exactly. Like, he says he's 170, but yeah. like, I swear he's no, like... No, he's
0: like 165.
1: I know, I know, like... Like if that, and (laughs) not want to take off gloves to catch a ball when it's at least warm out. Yeah. You know, like, you know, come on. Um,
0: Mike Evans, big win for Rick over Deontay Johnson. Again, Deontay had that touchdown. That would have been a big difference. That was like a 10 point, 11 point swing right there. That's crazy. He had a touchdown. Um Gerald Everett, slight edge over Pat Friermuth. Friermuth was pretty decent in this game. Kenny Pickett seemed to go to him quite a bit, so there's that. Um, Basically a wash between Josh Reynolds and Hollywood Brown. Big win for T. Higgins over Javante. Again, Javante tore his ACL in this one, so it kind of stinks there. T. Higgins has been very good. Very good. And then kicker and defense was basically a wash as well. So um, looking at the bench... He benched he benched Clyde Edwards Lair for oh. Jamal and, and Aaron Jones and it still worked out for him, uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. Hilariously, he would have outscored Aaron Jones, obviously, but he barely outscored his his flex guys on the week. So um <clears throat> not a bad bench there, but when you that's your that's first world problems there, you know what I mean? Four right. and problems <laughs> right there. So yeah. Um, but yeah, for Rick's team, not too many points on his bench, Ramondre Stevenson, my start of the week 13 points not a bad play but you know you're not starting them over Najee or dalvin like oh. the names are still there you still got to start them which kind of sucks but um yes, it does so rick was a very good start he, like he was a good manager on the week just unlucky 137 points he would have been one of the high scoring teams um if i look at it here he was fourth in scoring on the week and he oh, just happened God. to play the, the, <laughs> the third or no second right. highest score. So, or no third, third. Yeah. So, yeah. um, rough, rough matchup there, but you know, we'll see what he can do again. League. So we'll see what he can do, but, uh, but yeah, we'll see how this season ends for him. Hopefully he can make a run, maybe finish 10 or no. Uh, but if Hopefully. we get to the standings, uh James is 4-0, only 4-0 team now. He, I think he's playing Dan this week, so that'll oh be gosh. an interesting one. Uh but Dan is now three and one, tied with Ryan at three and one. Big advantage there in points for Dan over oh, everyone. Huge, Good lord. Huge, huge. Uh, um Braden is in a four-way tie for fourth place Braden, Eric Rob and Ken um all two and two Keelan and myself are one and three and then Rick is at the bottom in 10th place at zero and four so again it's very early in the season you know I'm I think I'm lowest in the points for the entire league if I look at it yeah it's just it's been rough oh, yeah. man I need to start playing better people extremely- <laughs> So we'll see if I can make a rally here in the next couple weeks. Like I said, th- these recaps are torture, man. Cause this league <laughs> tilts me off the planet. Like it's my home league. I want to win this one so bad, but yeah, I'm against Ryan this week. So that'll be rough. But, uh, you know, get maybe, maybe we can get some. I, I did, uh, this is a Wednesday, you know, so normally we try and do these on Tuesday. I don't have Dak yet. Supposedly coming back in week six against Philly. Not a terrible, you know, terrible first game. I would like week seven against Detroit a little bit better. Probably week seven yeah, and week eight yeah. Detroit and Chicago. This is why I traded for Dak. Oh, please be good. Please be good. Kellen Monk, please Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore, Please be good. Um, but I did sign Jacoby Brissett off the off the waivers this week, so Thank I'm rolling nice. with him. You know he's not been great, but he's better than Mitch Trubisky. So let's ride. Absolutely. <laughs> so let's ride. Uh, Justin Fields is against Minnesota. Man, I just don't. I can't trust Justin Fields, man. Uh, I would
1: not trust the bear. I would not. I would. I would get far, far away from the Bears as as you could.
0: Watch this week. He just absolutely blows up. (laughs) This is the week. Oh, probably. Probably will. I just can't trust Justin Fields right now. So, Uh, Jacoby Brissett it is. Against the Chargers, I don't love that. But I think, um, dude, the Chargers defense is absolutely – they have so many injuries right now. It is nuts. chargers are just getting destroyed like Justin Herbert's injured I get that but uh if I can pull up a charger Keenan Allen Keenan Allen's still not healthy hopefully he comes back this week but Keenan or Herbert's injured Keenan's injured um their defense they have lost uh I think half their secondary is injured right now. They lost That's Joey right. Bosa. Joey Bosa yeah. they've lost um Van Noy I think it was or yeah. Callahan, one of their one of their linebackers. Yeah. I don't remember which one. Sebastian Joseph Day. I don't remember exactly which one it was, but they've lost like two cornerbacks. They are just getting destroyed. They're getting wrecked right now on on injuries. So, um, I it's a good time to start, Perseid, if you're me. So we'll we'll see what can happen. But uh, yeah. Wish me luck this week against Ryan. If my if I win against Dan and Ryan, I'm going to tilt so hard because i've lost like the most ridiculous matches so far so we'll see how it goes but uh yeah thank you guys for listening again follow us over on twitter at tdc underscore calvin at dynasty underscore dale uh if you're listening to this on youtube or on spotify on google apple wherever you're listening to it if you don't mind leaving a comment leaving a review leaving a thumbs up subscription whatever it needs to just to help with the algorithm we would appreciate it That said, thank you guys so much for listening and good night.